Can you believe in a finite object possessing infinite power? Or that a mineral can be proclaimed the medicine of the 21st century? Or that the power of nature can win over the ignorance of man? If you can, you will know why our mission is to get Shungite to the masses. You are entering the Shungite zone. This is the Shungite radio show produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to Shungite Reality. It's June 13th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condit, uh, Mark Joseph, and Walt Silva. <laughs> uh, we, I, we just went through a whole bunch of technical stuff, and I hope you guys are hearing me. Is everybody hearing me? I'm hearing you, I'm hearing you fine. Yes yes. yes, yes. I hope I'm going over the, the, the station. Let me check on that, too. Um, okay, so... Oh, boy, I'm still shattered here. Why don't you, well, uh, Derek here, you, you you just talk to the people and say hi to them and oh, pass, sure. it oh, on sure. to, yeah. pass it on to Mark and Walt. <laughs> I guess, yeah, we'll I guess just chat about what I'm Also, I was going to mention, Nancy, remind you that I'm just going to be here for the first 45 minutes, unfortunately, today. Um, so, uh, Mark, did you, did you have any actually thing on your docket that you wanted to get to? Um because you didn't know I was going to be living today. If you even had anything, I wasn't sure. But I wanted to kind of throw at you first. Oh, yeah. I got stuff I can talk about um, the second half. But uh, I don't know if you have anything on your plate you wanted to get out there. Um, yeah. Um, I, get, I, the only, I guess there's one story, you know, story I can get into real quick um, that I did want to share um, for certain reasons. And I told Nancy about it a little bit last night. Um, uh, I should have thought about this beforehand. But long story short... Um, and I have to be really vague on some of these, these aspects for a reason. Yesterday, an individual um, ended up shaking my hand. And again, I was really vague there, but quick for a reason. Um, and there was an energy, and I, I picked up on it when, when, I first, when they first came around. Again, I got to put it that way. Um, and then I was wondering what was going on. So, you know, I, I start trying to perceive stuff and, you know, I just... It's not like somebody, everybody walks up to me and I see everything. And some people actually think that. I'm like, it couldn't be further from the truth. Um, so when I do get, I'll just say, alerted that I need to, oh, there's something else going on metaphysically here. Uh, then I start heightening my senses, my metaphysical ones, my chakras, and perceiving from that and the sight. And so, and then it just kind of goes from there. But I don't just walk around in that state all the time. That'd be really difficult. Um, so what happened was a handshake, and it was just, I'll just say it was unusual. Um, and after it happened, I don't know, it was probably within 10 minutes later. And again, I have to cut some of the story out. My hand felt like a sledgehammer hit it and then a torch was on it. And, uh, and from just nowhere whatsoever. Um, and it came out of the blue. So that was, and I bring it up because energetic, uh, you know, if they're termed lots of things, I don't like to call them attachments or this that, and the other energy exchanges can happen that quickly and that drastically to where um, I'll just say pre-woo-woo days before I was in it. So decades ago, I would thought, you know, I'd probably go to the hospital. Absolutely, because something was just so wrong. Um, 
it was literally again like a sledgehammer than a torch which made no sense and i couldn't even move it it was physically swelling up as well um changing color getting redder so that was a thing and it happened that quickly so and then nancy and i were talking about it and again i'm not gonna drag this out too long um but each of us need reminders all the time and that's why i talk to nancy so often is because she's uh, a great reminder and thing to bounce things off of so reminding me about contract you know we can call it lots of things energy attachments contracts um things like that and i like the contract term she used because when you start because then that gives you a way of working the energies it gives you terms for it and a thought process because that matters um because if you just go at it vaguely well you know it, it just i'll say it limits the effect you can have um from my experiences here in the office so when i used the term contract that that gave me oh well then that means it's something else not mine and you know just and i won't go on but it ties in those aspects of it and then you can work with it better and i removed the contract so like right now today i'm you know, hitting on the desk you're 100 healed there's no issue whatsoever definitely was not a, a crushed hand but there was zero uh chance that anybody in that situation again not understanding the metaphysical perspective would have absolutely gone to the hospital and had stuff done um and we can all do these things by you can call it a contract an energy attachment an overage whatever your your you know words are but you can get involved and absolutely here's air quotes heal yourself because i wasn't actually injured it was an energy issue going on um so i'm gonna kind of leave it there nancy i don't know if you're back yet and you want to but it doesn't it doesn't appear accidental it's uh, it sounds deliberate it was yeah and that's why i'm it absolutely was and it was on that hand my right hand right-handed my right hand for a reason um so that and again i'm yeah okay so, let, yeah yeah okay, let, okay. Let, let me let me just fill in the gaps here when he talked to me it was oh hours maybe six seven hours after he had had the event right yep probably. it was at least probably. that long and when he was talking to me he was in pain he was telling me about how much pain he was in and so i i'm not uh, you know a healer type but i do get messaging and my messaging was contract it kept coming in contract and so as he talked about the you know the situation wh what had happened is that and this is something that Walt and I got into uh, years and years ago. And we did a couple of shows on contracts because it's a free will universe. And so if you're in a free will universe, you have to give permission for anything to happen. And we don't realize how many times we give permission for bad things to happen. Something's always going wrong. Oh, I don't think that's going to work. You know, it, it, it's like little things that we say that actually give a contract to the other side to come in and screw with your life. And I don't want to get, again, it's a long story about what it is, but I began to realize that this contract thing was incredibly important because it's incredibly important we watch what we say and what we think. You have got to get a control over your own essence, your own way of perceiving things. So I 
began to, you know, not, that's why I can't bring up all the things that we say because I've kind of eradicated them from my own vocabulary. I don't use those things that probably anybody out there can understand what I'm talking about. The things that we kind of are, are in, in our vocabulary. No, you gotta, you gotta look at every single thing that you say. The Russians, in looking at DNA, found out that the number one thing in the universe that changes DNA faster and more extensively is the human voice. Okay? So, he's telling me the story. And I realized, because they're yelling at me contract, I'm realizing what had happened is that he had essentially been set up. Whoever this being was in the human body came along and purposely shook his hand. I mean, made, a, made an effort to shake his hand. Now there's a connection. At that point, the dark side, which is really after Derek, because all these entities, they live on energy. And so they see him as a huge powerhouse of energy. And they want to get that energy. So you make that connection. And, you know, yeah, maybe it was an intent to hurt him. But more likely, it was, you know, just a reaction of a dark side entity looking and saying, oh, my God, look at that chocolate cake there. Let me get some. Okay. But the effect was that in, in, from Derek's perspective, okay, he had been wounded. Now, he never made an agreement for this to happen. He hadn't contracted it. But now he's in a situation where when when he felt the energy and it was it was painful energy he went along with the concept that whoa i just got zapped in a metaphysical energetic way he made a contract at that point even if you are realizing that you're in a situation that might be energetically inspired and you go along with it oh i've been injured no that's where we make the mistakes. It's a very fine line between living in the 3D and understanding our power to manipulate the 3D. It goes back to that concept of them showing us movies of zombies walking all around and everybody goes, oh, this is a great movie. You got to go see this movie. You're giving a contract for the zombie apocalypse to come into play. If you say, oh, come on, you people, I'm not going to watch this trash this is a contract you're trying to get people to make. It's not that you have to say yes. It's that you didn't say no. Okay, no. So when I'm telling him this, and as I'm telling it to him, he's doing whatever he's doing in his mind to break that contract. And, you know, within, what, maybe two, three, four minutes there after that, we started talking about contracts. You said, whoa. My hand is feeling better. By the end of the conversation, he had no pain. It wasn't there because he broke the contract that he accidentally had made. So this is why this is an important story is that this is a, uh, let's say, D Derek gives us extreme situations in order to analyze what is, what's really happening. All right, but on our important story, this is worthy of a two, two full hours of conversation because there are so many layers to this. 
so many layers, so many layers of it. Yes, but it goes back to that concept of contract. I got an add-on I didn't even tell you, Nancy, because the individual um, didn't, what they bought when they were in the store, and okay, let me also tell you, I'm never up front, so I'm not the cashier, I don't sit up front. In fact, we try and keep me away from people because it's, it just takes, and I don't mean that in a bad way or like everybody all the time, but I do have to kind of skirt the sidelines and stay out of sight um, just for a lot of reasons, if I can. So the I was up there for a couple minutes for whatever random reason, and this individual walks in at that moment. So there's that aspect to it. But then what they bought, and I'm getting that for a reason, was and I, it was very unusual, one crystal point, by the way, um, and it was actually broken off of something. I'm not even sure where they found it in the store. Um, so it was really unusual shape, and I'll have to try and see where that was. Maybe in a seconds bowl, we would call it or something, because sometimes I buy bags of stuff, and there's oddities, and nothing's trash. Um, so anyway, so walked up with that. It was a, apparently $3, handed me a $5 bill. I went to give change, looks at me, says, that's for you. It's all yours. And would and that never occurred to me until just now, listening to Walt, by the way, and you talking about that aspect. That's it, another uh, agreement. You, uh, if you agree to keep it, that's, that's an agreement right there. <laughs> oh, so, well, that's what I'm saying. So how, remember, I'm in here running. This isn't a small store. This is a big place. Lots going on. Let me blink. A whole other thing is happening. So it's, again, hard. And that's where Nancy comes in again. And now this conversation we're having. So maybe we do another show on it because, again, I'm limited today. But that didn't even occur to me until just now. Um, and yeah, everything doesn't occur to me all the time because, you know, going 100 miles an hour, good luck on seeing everything that you pass or that's in your purview. It's not going to happen. Um, so anyway, that's... Yeah, um, to me, you were targeted. Oh, it was... Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. and I actually had to think about it because I, I, I... Go ahead. Well, I, I want people to know that sometimes you're, you're not being targeted. I mean, Derek's a different pl different guy. He, he He's out there. His energy field... Look, at, I've been in this business for a very long time, all my life, and I can tell you without hesitation that Derek is the most profoundly, let's say in quotes, powerful energetic being that I know of or have ever heard of. All right? He's a pathfinder. He's going out there and he's taking these blows, but thank God he's got a group of people that can say, oh, wow, this just happened to you. It, it, this is a this is a group of people on this station that come together, and I can see, I can feel it. The energy. You people are so focused on what we're talking about now because you know it's happening to you all the time, and it's little things. If you start to pay attention to the details, and exactly the money, and you had told me about that, but I didn't focus on it because what is money? Money has got a curse on it, a terrible curse, and so. Everything about this, the synchronicity of you being at the desk, the guy coming in. Now, the guy is just a, a pawn in this situation. Somebody behind this pawn, you know, wanted to zap you. And, you know, God only knows if you hadn't, have, you know, had the conversation with me and stopped it then, how far it could have gone. Um, so, in this case, yes, I believe you were targeted, especially with that money exchange. You accepted the money, and you accepted the energy that's attached to it. If it's if if somebody is buying something because they need it, 
Okay, somebody's buying something because they want to give it. Any of the positive reasons that you use money to survival, all of that doesn't carry negative energy with it. But there are people out there, he's trying to buy you, and you fell for it. Actually, you know? here's more. Okay, always more to the story. Um, and actually, and I've already cleaned it, by the way. So what I did, it was a, a barely a dollar something back, whatever it was after change and tax and that and the other, because it was a $5 bill. I saw that, realized after you and I chatted kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. And the, I put the change, by the way, in the change dish, as in for people to take, because I'd noticed it was empty. Um, so I'm like, oh, no, let's just pass on the memory in my head. I'm just thinking, oh, somebody's gave me their change being friendly. Remember, I'm going 100 miles an hour, not psychically reading everybody. I'm just a blunt guy. That's why I'm putting it that way. Um, I can get caught off guard. So I'm thinking, oh, no, let's keep the love energy going. And then nobody else came after that anyway, by the way, just so you know. But I put the change in the little dish. We have a change. We put stack it. I don't care if people put money in there or not. I'm going to be it quarters, dimes, nickels because, you know, just to do that. So that's where it actually went, just so you know. Um, okay. All right. That, that, saved, that, sa that saved you. Yeah, All so right. I'm just, just letting you know that, that, that typically, typically I, I would admit to doing something like that and we do other things. So just no, to have no, a that bit. saved you. Yeah. And let me explain why. Because, see, when you, okay, the key to, to give, being, you know, abundant, all right, is that you look at money as energy. It's energy exchange. If you pull in that, that change, okay, and you said, oh, this is mine, boom, the curse happens. But you didn't. You never even hesitated. You gave it away. You moved the money. Because where we get trapped in a money thing is that oh, once you get it, the curse start. If you start thinking of my money, the curse starts happening, and now it gets into your head. Now you've got to keep that money, and you've got to make it grow, and that's the curse of money. If you think of money as simple energy flow, and your only purpose in life is to pull in the money and get rid of it as soon as you can. You will continually have an abundance because as soon as you get rid of it, more comes in because you're the you're the person who's using the energy right. Okay? So to me, when you when you did that, you actually broke their in quote spell. All right, because you didn't fall for the greed. You didn't fall under the curse of the money. Thank God you did that. I'm sorry aren't, to have interrupted you, uh, but that's a uh, really important thing to get into people's aren't heads. You, aren't you reminded of, uh, of the uh, thing the with thing Dolly? Dolly? Another interesting uh, encounter? That the ghoul that tried to get into her house no matter what? Yeah, another yeah, story. <laughs> dark entities wanting your energy. He yeah. was re he was really eager to get into there, but he, he didn't want to leave. <laughs> now I'm gonna now, well, Derek more than Walt probably, or even Mark. Um, hmm. Derek, we're seeing more of this really kind of like in your face attempts. Well, Do Dolly had this man come to her house. And we did a sh about an hour show on, on just what this happened. But it was an entity that was trying to gain her energies. And right now what I think is happening is that the human species is changing their energy frequencies much more to love, appreciation, care, family. And that is not what they want. They want people screwed up. 
And so it may just be that they're getting more desperate. <laughs> I don't know. But here, but, I'll tell you more of the story. There's more so, going on here, too, that uh, while well, I'm sitting here listening, and I, again, I only have about 20 minutes left, so then I'm going to have to step out of the show. Um, is they said they made a point of it, and it caught my attention um, to say my name, I think it was six times. Oh, wow. And I don't ever, I very rarely do this, but I, and I don't know why the heck I got up and did it. Cause remember, I'm just, they're running the store, people, lots of stuff going on. I got up, grabbed, we have a, and I know you guys know, um, a, I don't know, three foot diameter brass Tibetan, Tibetan, uh, bowl. So, and we have, it's so big that people can stand in it. And we have a sign there and the, the mount for the outside. So you, you take off your shoes, stand in your socks, stand right in the middle. And it's at least three foot diameter. Um, and you hit that thing and it just reverberates up and you know, all around as you can imagine. I actually got up, walked back there. And because there was a group of people back there, that often happened. So there's a lady first. She was just really excited going back there. And then actually it was two of them I was chatting with just before that. Um, yeah, it's unusual. You wouldn't believe the stacking up of people on those moments that I'm up there. Just all of a sudden come hits. It's really unusual. Um, but anyway. They were back there, so then people start gathering. And again, I don't. And all of a sudden, I was alone up front. So I walked back there, and I heard them hit the the bowl not quite hard enough. And I'm like, oh! And he was standing in it. So in the group back there, this individual was in the bowl. I was handed the mallet, and I swung it. So I actually hit the bowl myself. And again, you guys can figure out this is a tie-in. And I didn't do that for everybody. I don't like line people up and doing that. It's very unusual if I'm even doing that because. Then everybody does line up, and that wasn't what it was about. But I did hit the ball. Oh, more to <laughs> I'm running the video through my head now. So as I walked away, I remember, and I kept my hands in front of me because I don't like people seeing me do it if I can help it. I'm not a showman. Um, and I, I, I do a certain thing with my right hand. What I did was blasted every one of them in a good way. I sent back a buckyball of love. I tuned the frequency back there. Because I wanted them to, feel, you know, more love energy. So if they're all in a love song, I'll just have to use that for, for description. Well, you know, just more love available frequency. So I did turn around and, and do that. So those were three other things that were part of it. As far as him saying my name, again, I think it was six times. I was counting because I'm like, huh. And he did it again. And they walked back up again. Derek, I'm like, hmm. Made a real big point of that. And then I forgot about it until literally just now. And then the bowl. I don't know if you guys have been put. I'm, I'm here. I'm here laughing because whoever was behind this was, you know, they messed with the wrong person. <laughs> you, you know, you don't even know what the human being might have might have, you know, happened to them when you hit that bong. You know, you might you There's, might have. Them, they were so them. obvious. They were so obvious. It's like they were putting a big a big uh, neon sign. Oh, we're here to attack you. Hello. It's like, but he, can you he be more obvious? Yeah, you didn't even see it coming. You just, you just did all the things that would absolutely disperse this, this energy. That's very. I mean, I'm laughing because it was like, boy, did they mess with the wrong person? I'll tell you now. I'll give you a little bit of the woo woo because that was 3D. That's funny because I didn't even line all that up. Um, then I started thinking. I'm like, okay, and then I perceived and i saw the air quotes energies above them and it, it didn't get inside mystical wares that's for sure um because i know i'm like oh what's going on there and then another human in front of me talking to me so it's hard to stay focused on these moments kind of thing which is why um and I, there goes my ear ringing again so 
there's obviously something to that. So I get distracted, we'll say, um, by just stuff that happens. You can't help it. But I did notice that the, and I didn't look at it closely. <clears throat> so reading that because I was too busy, but it was an energy out of alignment. And that's how I use my terms down here, out of alignment with me and this space. So if you can't, if you're in a room with love songs blasting and it annoys you, get the heck out. So, and that's just a way to get to understand and or, and or they don't enter kind of thing. So that outside energy attachment was removed from him. Um, I'll just kind of put it that vaguely because I picked up on it. And if I get alerted to certain things, um, you know, I'm, uh, music that I don't like, you know, so watch my terms. I'm going to keep it further away from my space. And because I shoved it so far, it got off of him. Some of you know kind of what I'm saying there. Some, so that was a part of it, too, that I wasn't going to get into as far as the woo-woo. Because I don't usually like to describe, and it wasn't a session or anything like that. It was just an instance. And I think I've been vague enough so nobody can apply anything. But Well, he's uh, agreeable to have that, uh, to be a vehicle to that. So he, I don't consider him innocent in any I case. I don't either. You're right. <laughs> I agree with you, by the way. Remember, I'm always kind of skirting things here. I agree 100%. It was intentional after you see more now anyway. Uh, yeah, so, and something, there, well, somebody wants to chat with me right now, apparently, and I don't usually do that on podcast. That's with the tune in my ear. So 3D-wise, because, you know, I always like to babble um, and give more of the background. So for me, turning on right now, yes, somebody's tuning in because I'm thinking about this individual. Literally, there's somebody trying to chat with me right now. He's saying, we're testing you. Literally, that's happening in my head at this moment. And when the, before that started, the tinnitus-like symptoms that people like to think they're all going deaf, no. That's a metaphysical, just kind of tuning in thing. Right? Like right now, my hands tingle. Huh, that's interesting. I don't know. How, uh, like, is it a nine volt battery on your tongue? About half of that. So, not enough to, like, you know, really hurt you, but enough to. All my hands are lighting up right now. All my hands, my fingers on my hands. So, long story short, there's, yeah, his attachment was, they were saying testing. Um, yeah, I don't know if you guys might have any questions on anything. Uh, I got a little bit of time still. Okay. Why don't you talk for a minute? Let me just tune in here. You guys just chat because I'm getting too distracted. Okay, okay. All right, we're here. Um, yes. Do you want to say anything, Mark? Do you want to comment on what you're listening to? Yeah, it sounds like something out of a mo like a, one of those comic book <laughs> movies, summer <laughs> movies kind of thing. No, this is, um, it's a, it, this is a really good lesson for, for everybody where, um, you know, you see these movies and think, oh, yeah, it's all fantasy, metaphor, uh, just, just you know, comic books, but just made with, with CGI and, and, and uh, effects. But like you said, we're moving into a multidimensional, multisensorial, um, you know, higher 4D than into 5D. And you got the powers that were, you know, the people in centralization that one of are getting desperate fear and they're bringing out all the guns so each of us can do simple little daily things like what you guys talk about in the other shows of the love blankets um and derek with the c60 buckyball around those you love or or um we have the violet flame it's just thought as thoughts become things then instead of uh, like the buckminster fuller quote instead of fighting the old system you create a new thing like you know, new earth so in my quick arsenal i have the violet flame i can put on me of whatever uh energy blockage i have or to somebody who like because uh, i drive a lot for work so i send that out to them 
sometimes. Um, and then Hoponopono, of course, we got that. Derek C60. And then I also do, I've done Matrix Energetics, Quantum Touch, and uh, uh, the Lynn McTaggart's A Power of Eight. So all of that is physically from the heart space. So what I would do is drop down from my head to my heart, then project out. And then through that filter, I could add in those th those other ones I mentioned, and then even the Shungai field. So, and then each of us have our own customized way of projection that, you know, as thoughts become things, then, you know, they're almost like mini timelines that we create. And, and that seems so, you know, a lot of the summer movies are like that. You got the, the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man multiverse, and then the next one that's similar to that is the Flash movie coming up in, on Thursday. So we're being pushed into a soft disclosure of our own abilities and connection to source, to each other, and how to, you know, um, uh, uh, build the next world. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's almost like a, a form of um, uh, uh, spellcraft or witchcraft. And um, that experience with Dolly Nancy you're talking about is the Slender Man. I don't know if Derek can comment on that uh, a little bit. I know he's still tuning Slender in. Man so. thing. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I was going to tell you on what you were saying there, too, real quickly. Um, oh, shoot. Uh, the, the, it was physical. That's why I wrote down moving objects. Um, so it wasn't even me that noticed my hand first. Actually, it was Jalissa. She noticed my right hand. It was getting red and swollen and inflamed. You can hold it. and Because I was in pain. I was like, what? And, the heck, you know, trying not to show people my hand was, like, crushed and on fire as far as I knew. Um, and then and I just wrote. So anyway, past that. What's also been happening, which is tiny, what you're saying about basically other frequencies being here, d densities. Um, I don't know, Nancy, I don't, I don't know if I've told you any of this yet, but, and it's daily, every single day, somehow I am, and I don't know the word for it, physically moving things with energy. So, uh, and it's literally physical in the room, other people see it. So one example is the last thing I was, I have an aquarium at home, was feeding the fish, all of a sudden, I get alerted. I'm like, okay, because I was worried about a fish maybe dying. So just give you part of the story. So I'm like, okay, getting a little heightened. I'm like, oh no, because why am I alerted? Did he maybe pass? I glance over. Instantly, the thermometer that's just held on by a little suction cup on the inside of the tank pushes off from the side and drops down to the bottom. And that's just one. Yeah, you can think, oh well, what a coincidence. Well, when it's every single day, not that thing, but another. There was something else yesterday in front of a client as well. But I'm just bringing that kind of stuff up. Again, not the, ooh, look what I did thing, because I barely slow down. I don't even remember most of these things, to be totally honest, um, because I just have to go so fast. But I'm bringing it up because that is happening, and it's not a Derek thing. It's an energy thing in the times we're in. Um, and the more focus I put it, and all of us can do the same thing, focus on something, we're affecting it more even physically. Um, and that's heightened. I know that's always been a thing, whatever that's called. Um, but I'm, again, I'm just describing that it's way heightened um, to me. I'd say past two weeks, especially. I mean, it's always happened to degrees. Um, again, depending on my elevated state of energy, you know, if I'm pissed off or something, you know, or the other, you know, however, it's all energy. Um, but it's gone off the charts lately. So I don't know if anybody has any more input on that because I don't watch the Schumann resonance or the sun. I don't just don't have time. Um, but it's all lines up and applies, though. Well, I think what's happening is that as human beings are, ch well, the planet's changing too, but let's just focus on human beings. As we're changing our our essence, we're changing molecularly at the DNA level, we're changing as energy beings, 
the, and we're going through this change at a very rapid space, rapid way. So what happens is that, like for, for instance, the fish tank, you become you became incredibly focused on the fish, and in putting your energy out there, you actually <clears throat> excuse me, you actually change the environment of the energy field, and in that new environment, let's say. The suction on the uh, on the meter just broke for a second and it fell. It's oh. it's us, you know. It's not like somebody is trying to give you a message because the thermometer fell. It's a matter of when we change, we're get we're getting to a point where we're so that the environment changes, and that's when you see things doing weird things because the energy field that they had been in is now not there, and you know they fall, they drop, you know. Yeah. Remember that, and you'll have rooms change. You all of a sudden look different. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Um, no, I was just gonna say. Remember, because you're gonna probably have to be the one to finish all this anyway. Um, but remember the uh, EMF meter as well, and I've got other ones. We're not gonna have time in this show with me here, limited time, to get that and do that right now. But we can do another show if you want, and you can describe it if you want um, what we're talking about. But then, that I think I told. Yeah, you know, Nancy, about the Fitbit. So the new watch, anyway, and I'm not promoting this thing, and I'm not telling everybody to wear it. That's why it's so hard to talk in these shows, because you wouldn't believe the emails or messages I get. You're promoting this. You're doing that. I'm like, no, I'm trying to speak. I'm trying to have a conversation. Um, so the Fitbit, and <laughs> you see that's happened a few times, um, is just a watch that reads sensors, and I'm, I'm getting it because of these physical manifestations that we're talking about here. And we're going to do testing with it um, as far as because this version reads your your oxygen levels in your blood and the skin temperature and, of course, your heart rate and everything else the Fitbits do. But this is a new version, and I won't have time to get into synchronicity. Maybe Nancy will later on how I was led to this, however much I told you about it, um, and alerted to it and then sit down at the computer, find it, um, order it with just the um, – I'll just say the aspects of it that I needed. And then I'll tell you somebody else, very, I'm not happy big on this one, very close to mystical wares. As I was thinking this, I was thinking about that morning, oh, maybe this individual should um, try it out. And maybe this other one. So I was thinking about, and then all of a sudden, that person communicated it to somebody else, that same watch, that morning, by the way, uh, about a Fitbit thing. So that's interesting as far as how these thoughts we all have and, and energy connections, how they're so intertwined. And we haven't been sitting around having conversations on Fitbits. Nobody knew I was sitting, that I was intuitively alerted because I was actually thinking of different type of chest monos for EKG. And because, and the reason I'll back up, whatever reason, and it's heightened in the last couple of weeks, when I do energy work, I, I literally have to turn on, I'm putting off to the side here, a fan on me all the time because it turned, and it's exactly on, on, right instantly um body temperature through the roof um uh skin sensations the energies the frequency in the room changes too and people can feel that and i don't know what it is this is that's why i want to get these devices so i can say hey this is measurable uh don't know what it is um but it you know i know it's energy and aura and but you know i want more input on it and then have it record so that's something that should be probably showing up today as a matter of fact um because it's just remember i'm just that that you know logical minded guy as well that's looking at it like what in the heck and obviously i know that's my energy body doing it but how it's instantaneous um again i want to do too descriptive here but 
Just think if you were outside on a, and I've been there 120 degree day in Arizona, your whole body sweats and it goes that fast in here instantaneously. Um, and it's just really unusual. Um, and then, and not every time, it just depends what I'm doing. Um, I'll just say on the, if the energies I'm working with, it differs. Um, and then other just physical aspects. So I'm trying to record stuff. Nancy, I don't know if I told you anything else about the devices. And then we're going to get that. And we'll record this stuff because there is an EMF uh, meter that I've been playing with that Walt and Nancy know about. And just having, a, again, we can have an effects on the effects on those things. So I'm going to try and record some of that with video. Um. Okay, yes, and we'll hopefully next week we'll, you know, get together with uh, the, the listeners and, you know, e actually talk, we can't show the video, but we can talk about, you know, okay, look at this and look at that, and the the tidbit thing is, tidbit, bit, bit, whatever it is. Well, rem you know? remember, uh, not to, don't do the thing that happened to Inelia Benz, where she was watching something that she really wanted to see on TV, and somebody went to change the TV, and she said, "No, leave it alone." And the and the remote burned to a crisp. Don't do that. <laughs> That's Anelia. Um, these things are <clears throat> these things you should not wear all the time. They're dangerous from the EMF. And plus the fact that every single thing I told him, I said, when you put that on your wrist, all of the everything that's happening in your body is going to be sent someplace else, and they're going to know exactly what's going to happen in your body. They can do it other ways, but that that sucker is a real nasty one. But for the purposes of demonstration, it would make so much sense to me that this thing would could be used to prove the things that we're saying about the human mind and how it can control everything. And it might just destroy their whole illusionary medicine because we start to use the thing that they wanted to use to control us. It's the, you know, that's what's happening all the time. Um, but Derek, we, we left you trying to communicate with somebody. And we, did, we kind of, did you make the connection? Oh, yeah, I did. And I actually severed it right here. And I even did it. Um, uh, and this, a lot of people get this one too. So they had a couple messages here, and you know, it's a bin watching thing, and they started a whole. And I'll get into that in a second. So, and then we want to do another chat here in the podcast, but behind the scenes, I did a whole crossing out of it, circle around, you know, just think this, and you can do whatever symbol shape, whatever you want. You can scribble things out, but remember, it's an intention thing. So when I was severing the connection, I'll just say I wasn't liking the group, not an in, uh, individual, that this guy chose to attach to and connect with and do um, certain, I'll just say that, well, often they're called rituals. So, and now the bigger teaching the fish part of this is always be careful, know what you're doing. Those things matter. Um, so if a bunch of friends say, just sit down and do this. Well, you might want to give it a second thought, or if you've read this recipe of doing something always just i'm just saying question everything because i could take that a thousand directions and i know walt nancy mark could as well but limited time here it's more so that's what happened those are legit and yeah uh, you know loosely yes you can say contracts but this was a um, a group of entities out of alignment with me because there's really not negative and positive if you really zoom out it's it's all perspective and i don't want to go you know crazy on that 
Um, and I have to, but I do have to work that way because I don't choose what entity or frequency or attachment, blah, 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 that this person in front of me remotely needs or not. I don't, I don't do that. It's, it's more common. It's like whatever's out of alignment with them or their higher self, things like that is what I'll Well, there is no good and evil, but yes. there is service to self and service to others. Correct. So service yeah. to self, you want to stay away from. <laughs> and that's what these were. Exactly. And again, because, you know, really losing like dropping down a 3D go, yeah, a bunch of evil bad guys that like to pull people's energy and use these other humans. And uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that's the story and that's what's happening. But, you know, I got to watch my wording here. Uh, so, um, yeah. So <laughs> not good ones. <clears throat> he wasn't. Oh, um, he's clear. By the way, he's done uh, as far as removed from them because that's what they're also communicating. Well, you know, you may have, you know, helped that. And I'm going to use my terms here, you know, help that one out. But we got so-and-so other ones. And I'm like, yeah, so, you know, I'm not going to sit there and waste my time in dealing with these type of entities because I don't have patience for that, to be honest. Um, I got well, other- isn't that interesting that uh, the, there's the threat element? They they resort to threats because they're lo- they know they're, they're losing because they, they they're not us they're not admitting the truth okay that he who has been exposed to you okay now his reality has changed you just lost the big one and that one is going to affect another one and another one and another one and another so there it's a it's a it's a chain reaction so you you don't know how much you're losing <laughs> oh yeah oh and he he came in again I gotta keep lots of big big comments it was very clear on his change when he was leaving um and that's not a yeah and then and then that was funny that I wasn't even do it um, consciously but you know there i mean i was but not tying it all together from buckyballing him hitting the gong myself to um doing another clearing and so other things i, I can get into but yeah there's so many levels to this it's he can't he let's put it this way he cannot go back to being who he was even if he wants to because the change is inside He's already he's already already changed. No matter how how he how he wants to go back to where it was, he he can't do it because he's already changed. Even if it was just microsecond. Let's let's hope that. But you're run out of time here, Derek. Oh, uh, Derek, real quick, you have an yeah. event Saturday. Can you mention that real quick? Yeah, I think so. This Saturday we are having a uh, a metaphysical psychic fair here in Mystical Wares, um, and I know we're trying to get out. And that's we have lots of vendors in here, and we do post the vendors on our website on the fair um, page, or the metaphysical fair page. Well, another thing we have going on, I'm pretty sure it's this Sunday, and I should probably click on this. Um, yeah. Okay, I think I have a so Sasquatch and Entities class. Um, again, we're gonna we are gonna get this class online at some point to where we do it in a Zoom because I have a Zoom account. I can get like 500 people in there. Um, not that they'll all be chatting, but they can participate and we'll put that class online and do it live so that questions can come through. But that's what we're doing in store on Sunday is a Sasquatch and entities. Because we don't just keep it, you know, around Sasquatch or Bigfoot. It's, you know, people have questions about other things. Because um, there's all kinds of, you know, loosely put nature entities that we experience a lot up here in the Northwest that people perceive. So we, we go all over the places when I'm getting out on that. So, yeah, that's that's happening. Um, and then and then for for the locals up here, there's I got a couple of speaking engagements coming up here locally. We'll get some are posted. Some aren't yet. Um, so if you're interested and it's all going to be there's going to be Shungite, Shungite bees um, that we're talking about and getting into. So I just want to mention that to our online calendar. 
Yeah, that's the um, Intuitive Arts Fair. Uh, you're a guest speaker on the 24th. Um, yeah, I think that's that's. I'm going through the Mystical Wares Facebook group and just reading that. Oh, per no, you're <laughs> so great. Have a mark here, isn't it, Nancy? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'd be lost. Uh, yeah, and the other one, like I said, it's, it's up in Bellingham. So we'll post that one. It's, uh, yeah, I don't think it made it online yet. Um, and then other stuff happening, I guess the other stuff. Well, I won't really get into it now. Um, other, Did you do a Chrononaut thing yesterday? Your other podcast? I, I'll just say 3D drama got in the way again oh. here. Nope. So I had to miss that podcast, unfortunately. Um, but I'm hoping to be there next Monday. They did do a podcast, so there were, should have been three other chrononauts there. So, um, but no, I didn't make that one either. And it was the last minute I had to step out again. Can't get into that either. It's 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 rough doing whatever role I'm in now with an I'll just say medium sized business as far as the happenings here. Um, it's a lot to juggle, and then the online stuff and other things like that was just one instance. The the inner, the handshake person I was talking about one instance yesterday there were other things that happened that i just can't get into and so it's, it's like hang on for the ride is kind of what it is yeah surfing any interviews you just did or coming up what one more time sorry any interviews you just did or coming up um yeah there's one cats it was um shoot and i gotta remember that name um the podcast as well Oh, you can post it in your group, right? And then yeah, yeah, I'll get it posted in the group. I'll have Jalissa do that as well, because okay. um, we're juggling a lot here. And then I, I think I'm picking up our our bus again, our Mystical Wars bus, and we're doing other things with that. So it's really, you know, I literally have to look down at my phone and find or a notepad and wherever I got them and figure out what the next thing is in my face at that time. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's oh one. Yeah, I better hurry up. Um, I'll get them online today. I think we're gonna call them Shanghai Intention Cubes. Long story short, I I got our we have a laser etcher that a lot of you know about because we laser etched love and healed in the Shanghai ovals, but I took our two inch Shanghai cubes um, and on each of the six sides put a different term. One is love, one is healed, one is compassion, abundance, um, gratitude. So positive, you know, in my perspective terms or frequencies on that so you could literally turn the cube any which way of course they're all on there so it's you know just kind of adding to it but then you can focus so if maybe you want to focus on abundance that day well then you know maybe you'd want to have that that abundance one facing up and not that it you have to do it that way or anything like that so um but i'm just saying then it's just a visual thing and a easy way for you to maybe choose some of the energy so i'm just kind of having fun with that but that will be online probably later today um, and I'm open to other suggestions as far as, you know, words or terms to put on there. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't have a list in front of me for all six right now because I forgot I wasn't going to mention it. So that's something that's going to be online. Great. Do you know if the Intuitive Arts Fair um, speak uh, your talk will be filmed or maybe at least audio MP3 so the rest of us can tune in? Ooh, you know what? That's a good idea. Uh, it will be recorded because I'll make sure it happens. Awesome. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know about video, but it will so interview. Okay. Yeah, MP3 would be great. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, heck, I'll just hand send me my cell phone if I have to. I bet, I'm pretty sure Jalissa's going with me. Um, in fact, I know she is. So we'll record the audio. And now that you mentioned all, I'll make sure that happens. And yeah, we'll share that online. Um, it'll probably be early next week before I get it up, though. Yeah, you awesome. got to go. You got to go. Thank you, Darren. I do. I appreciate it, you all. Had fun. Thank you, Walt, Mark, Nancy, and I will talk to you all next week. With Take care, Derek. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye, the bank. <laughs> 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 all right.
Well, that was an interesting 45 minutes. <laughs> Jeez, did you guys hear that? Something just came down in the yard. We got no, uh-uh. Oh, it's kind of windy out there. All right, uh, wow. Yeah, Derek can be fun, huh? <laughs> did you guys want to comment any any on the conversation? Well, I think they're getting they're 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 getting bold because they're getting so so scared out of their wits they don't know which way to go or who to attack because whichever way they go they're they're failing they're actually failing so I'm sorry that he had to experience that uh, physical pain but uh, I'm glad he met with you because you talked him out of it. Yeah, well, it was very clear to me it was a contract he had made, but. Again, you remember when we did that, you know, those shows on contracts. It's like yeah. first contract you end up as if somebody baptizes you. Your oh. parents are given given permission for a contract on you. You didn't give it, but your parents did. And at the time they had the, the let's say the free will at that point. I don't know when it changes. But um yeah, we can it's a free will universe and it, it's one thing if you're just a, I call them humans, you know, humans. You got humans, they're part of the animal kingdom. Then you got human beings. Well, they're part of the spiritual kingdom and the animal kingdom. And the, the a regular human being, they just go from one situation to another and they don't think about it much except probably to get paranoid and get fearful. So that's what starts generating a, a bad life. When you get to a point where you are spiritually attuning, well, then every single thought begins to become very, very important. And if you want to be spiritually advanced, then that's part of the responsibility that you have. And to between you guys and me, the point at which you get the most stable control, I'm going to say it that way, is when you give up control. When you realize that you're connected to your higher self, your soul, whatever you want to call it, but you're also connected to the source God energy. We're like representatives of the source God. So if you accept that you've got this connectedness, then you open up to the fact that uh, uh, me, Nancy, I don't, I can't see what you guys can see. So I'm going to be a fate, fate faithful. <laughs> Uh, servant to what we need to do to make it haponopono, make it better. Okay, so you put out that kind of a thing and you just, you know, instead of thinking of yourself as the uh, captain of your ship type of thing, think of yourself as, you know, somebody who's participating in, with a lot of other people for uh, to, to have the voyage be successful. Let's put it that way. So your shipmates, everybody on it, you're working in unison for, for one type of thing. But there is a captain. And in our case, the captain that we have within ourselves is ourselves. We just have to realize that at the human level, it's very <laughs> difficult to see everything. And to trust that you are connected. And then beyond that, you're connected to the source God. And in the source God is really, source God will become whatever everybody thinks. But basically the source God for most people is uh, the energy field of love and security 
and abundance and all the good things. And so if you attune to that energy also, but the key to it is realizing that at the human being level, you are extremely powerful. And if you are, are a spiritual being and you wouldn't be listening to this radio station if you weren't on this path, if, you, if you're in that position, then you have to take responsibility for keeping control of the way that you're thinking, even in, in you know, that you've been programmed, programmed, programmed to say certain things, to do certain things, to think certain things, you know, get away from that, break it. And it's just a matter of every time the, the, the thought comes up, instead of letting going with a thought, you go, no, no, we're not doing that. And you'll have to keep doing that for a while. And then finally, even attempting to remember that thought w won't happen because you've, you've, You've essentially eradicated it from your, from your conscious working brain. So, um, yeah, I thought that I was surprised that he brought that whole conversation up, but it's incredibly important. And I got to tell you, uh, Mark, that your what you said was brilliant. <laughs> uh, your interpretation of what you were saying, I just thought was really on key and uh, brilliant. Not that Walt isn't all the time, but uh, <laughs> you put it together very well. So um, anyway, is Mark, you want to expound yeah, no, on I it? Yeah, I follow you. So it, it's like your uh, cosmic reality, um, uh, what do you call it, steps or, or, or rules of, um, oh, I forget, what, was, what was a few of them? If you can say them real quick. Uh, reality is what you think it is, majority right. rules. Mm -hmm. The third one is that anybody in anybody in charge of a given reality tries to keep everybody from knowing rule one and two. Synchronicities, coincidence is thought and action. You can't have anything happen without somebody thinking about it or at some level. Um, there's an infinite number of souls, which is a, something that is very interesting and I can't really define it as well as I would like. Uh, let me think. Oh, gosh. There's like, I don't know, there's 17 or 14 of them or something. And you can, if you, okay. if, if you, if you people are interested in it, go to the cosmicreality.com and go to the tab that says books and blogs. If you click on that, you're going to go to a place where you can actually see the book Cosmic Reality that you can buy on Amazon or you can buy it through through uh, mysticalwares.com. Um, and that comes stamped with Shungite, a Shungite stamp of a B on it. So, uh, but the, the other aspect of it is that you can get a PDF of the book to download. And at the very back of that book is all the Cosmic Reality rules. But the book is called Cosmic Reality because it takes, takes you, it's autobiographical and that I'm telling you my story. But I'm also telling the story from the standpoint of investigating the Kennedy assassination. Why did I think this way? Well, because I found this. You know, I mean, it's an easier way of learning to learning a story, learning something. But in the uh, in the process of my life, I kept getting these messages. And that first thing I said, the first three rules, I was. By myself in my apartment, I wasn't thinking about anything metaphysical. I was, you know, there because I had a minor operation and was on medical leave. And all of a sudden, I got those rules came in. I mean, my right ear, just as clear as could be, to the point that I actually picked up a pen and paper and wrote them down. You know, because I said, this, whatever this is, this is very important. 
And uh, so the, the, the rules would crop up as explanations for experiences that I had. So I highly recommend that you, you really take a look at these things because uh, I believe that they were inspired from my higher self and maybe the God source itself. But Even uh, the way they're written, it's very significant. You could, you could spend an hour on just one because, like, like I said, when, when you look at it where it says uh, reality is what you think it is, you pay attention to the way that's written. It doesn't say is what you feel. It doesn't say what you're seeing with your eyes. It doesn't say what you're hearing with your No, it says what you think it is. That's it, nothing else. So that that, that in and of itself tells you how critically important it is. It's what you th it's what you're thinking that's having an impact on everything. Your senses don't even play a role. And, and, and people don't realize that though, because one of the things that people have forgotten how to do, especially in the cell phone, in the cell phone universe that we are living in, is that nobody thinks by themselves. Nobody, nobody's taking responsibility for how they're thinking or what they're thinking. They're expecting, you know, the internet to feed it to you piecemeal. <laughs> so it isn't working too well, is it? Well, it is working well for those that are profiting from it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just focus on the way it's written and what it really means. Uh, yeah, it's not to be taken lately. Very, very significant. Well, you know, and, th and, and the interesting thing to me is that I got that message back in 1972, probably the middle of 72. And that concept, I I'd never heard it repeated you know, put down like that. It was totally like, what? You know, and now you say that, people go, well, everybody knows that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At the time that I heard it, it's not something that I would have thought up. I was surprised by it. The whole thing was like, whoa, this is like the key to the universe here. Well, nobody's you know? paying attention to what you're thinking. They, they are, people don't want to think that it's not easily understood. People think that whatever is flowing through their heads, whatever thoughts are flowing through their head, it's theirs. No, it isn't. If, if, if anything in human design, for example, where you see that the, the uh, more than 60% of the population have an open head center, uh, the thoughts are that flow keep flowing through your head. You, it's like a, you're subjected to this river flow, but it's not your water. It's just flowing through there, but it's not yours. So people uh, <laughs> torture themselves having all these uh, thoughts, and they're not even yours. It's not. It's. It don't 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 think that way. So uh, people don't realize the the power of thought. And when you, for example, before the break comes, the what happened today, the 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 experience with it, with Derek. Um, it's very, very significant in the sense that, okay, we are we have been so programmed forever that reality happens to us. We are constantly being subjected to reality. Okay, we're we're growing up. We have to realize and take it and, and put it to practice that you make reality happen. <laughs> you're not an accident. It's not an accident. You're not. 
reality is not happening to you accidentally. No, you now it, you're starting to wake up. Okay, you are making reality happen. And then remember, we've been programmed purposely, deliberately programmed to consider ourselves worthless, valueless. Oh, I I can't control this. I can't control that. Oh, I'm I'm a, I'm a victim of this, and I'm a, I'm subjected to that. And no, that's been we've been forced programmed to believe that. That's not the truth. So that's it. Shows uh, this is a huge shift in reality where. He's not a, uh, Derek is not a victim of reality. Re he's making reality. It, it, obviously, you get to experience it both sides, you know, nice things and, and not so nice things, but it's, he's making it, whatever it is. <laughs> we all are making it. Remember yeah. the rules, too. Majority <laughs> rules. All right, we're going to take a break. Craig Stewart, Shungite, we, the people.
And welcome back to Shungite Reality. It's June 13th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Mark Joseph and Walt Silva. So, um, are you guys there? Hello? Yep, present. Uh, gave me a start. <laughs> Walt seems to be hesitant here. Oh, um, sorry. I oh. went to get some water and, and I can never gauge the break time. Is it going to be long enough or short enough? Jeez, I went to the bathroom, <laughs> took a piss, and got coffee, and came back and listened to half the song. You got your house is too big. I guess. <laughs> I got a little house. I can run around it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! So that was a fun uh, first hour. I think. Uh, I think we probably, you know, made some headway into understanding our reality. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to say about it, or shall we turn it over to Mark and see where he wants to go, Walt? Uh, yeah, let's let's see what Mark has in his uh, agenda. Well, I do want to hear about his uh, jury duty. <laughs> okay, since uh, you brought isn't that, up. that punishment? Isn't that what you do when they do when you're a nasty person? They 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 sentence you to jury duty. Well, I hate to think that that's the truth. I've been on like twelve courts, twelve k. Well, I didn't have to. I didn't have to get into any of the. I had to show up, but I never got on a jury. Thank God. And, you know. Yeah, this will be a good lesson for uh, the audience here. Um, I don't. Did, did I run into something you guys were going to say? No, no, go, go. Okay, so I get this postcard in the mail. I don't know how many weeks or months ago of um, jury duty or to call this number at a certain time. It's like it was on the 12th, but you got to call the week before or on Friday, 5 p.m. or something. And I, I was on the postcard. I was supposed they were saying I was supposed to fill up some kind of registration, which I forgot to do. To do didn't re didn't even read the whole thing. <clears throat> so I, I did the call on Sunday and found out like Sunday night, like oh man, I gotta I gotta get up like way early to go to this courthouse and do the whole thing. So I went there on Monday, um, and what was it? I mean, parking was free because before it was the Oakland um, uh, uh, court, and then that it, it's I, you know it, the congestion there is just not something I'd like to to go to. But and then you got to pay for parking and all this stuff. I mean, the drive was smooth at that time, but this one was a lot better. It's in Dublin, which is like past the mountains and a little bit more uh, breathable and spacious. Uh, the area. Um, so, you know, I got I go in and everybody's sitting down because I was there a little bit late. And then um, you're just giving people time to, to come in. And then they play this YouTube video about the, the whole process. And uh, what is it? Um, uh, you know, how it's a privilege being in the jury and how the whole thing goes. Uh, what was it? And, and they give you like this slip to show this piece of paper to show that, that you, yeah you attended and if you ever get questioned in the future then this is what you can show people um so after the video the guy says oh i have good news they settled the case so it was like and then everybody was cheering and then like shaking hands and then like talking to the guy who was making the announcement and then like everybody just ran out more or less you know shuffled out so 
I was partially dreading this because you know I didn't know if work was going to be affected in the radio show, and of course I have my my um, uh, cosmic silver shungite on me twenty four seven. I mean the court has free Wi Fi and all that, but who doesn't? You know every place does. Uh, so what I had done beforehand, like over the weekend, was how can I um, not not like not do this, but it's 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 um. I'd rather put my energy somewhere else considering you know what you guys talk about in the other shows of of like how the elections have gone and the courts haven't done anything really and this whole thing was going through my head as like um you know oh they say like when when you get up to the judge and you can't do jury duty you you can explain your hardship why you can't make it there and so i was trying to go through my head like Okay, isn't this this whole thing admiralty law? And then for the people, it's common law. And that's what it always has been in admiralty laws of the corporation. So how can I say this to a judge without sounding crazy? You know, So if I got to that point, uh, just something to be prepared. Uh, you guys talk about that in the other shows, too. Okay, let me let me interrupt you for a second. Yeah, please. What, was, it, was it a federal? Was it a federal court, a state court, a county court? Um, I got to look at the postcard again, but I'm leaning towards a county court. Okay, see, county court might be co uh, common law. The federal court is admiralty law. Oh, okay, okay. So that wouldn't have worked unless it was a federal court. I'm not sure about, you know, because I, I've thought about this myself. Of, like, is it, do they, the rest of the, you know, the, the lower courts, are they all common law? And I think that's true, but I can't attest to it because I never did check that. But I just wanted to, to explain that. Yeah, I was just fussing through it through my head because, you know, I, I do like there is a whole common law thing here locally. Uh, the people yeah. And in in admiralty, if it's an admiralty court, you have to have the flag with the gold trim. If, yeah, that, exactly. flag was in, if that flag was in the courtroom, then it probably was under admiralty law. Yeah, so how this relates to the show, Cosmic Reality and Shankar Reality, is that so we're, we're given these tools, right, that, that can be used for anything, and it's just all a matter of um, perspective and application. So, um, and then this, this jury duty thing coming up was kind of an energy blockage that just didn't want to have to deal with and getting up so early. So what I did was I threw those tools I mentioned early in the last hour at, at the energy blockage or the, the, the um, perceived future event that I had, you know, the, the love blankets and um, violet flame, haponopono. And, you know, we talked about this over the weekend, Nancy, like, okay, how do I, you know, redirect this, this where my energies can be put more productively. And so it, it's also in the same vein of you, you're in a busy uh, parking lot can't find parking but you put on your parking karma antenna or whatever kind of like that um which of course connects to your cosmic reality laws right so um, I, as far as i'm concerned it worked and then you know i had other people close to me to say hey can you put this out there that to make it you know <laughs> a smooth transition and all that so yeah i got out of there pretty early and was able to and, and the thing was the court was on the way to my 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 furthest account for work there's like an hour away so it, it kind of worked out um, but that's pretty much it. Just, just, uh, if anybody runs into it and, and what you can, um, structure for yourselves internally of how to handle it. And then, 
Oh, also of, of, of instead of efforting to do these things, like the, the, those things I mentioned, uh, you could just, I, I'd say I give it to God or give it to source. And then you're able to let it go so that the universe can do its thing for, you know, the best possible outcome. Ultimately, that's what I did. So I could let it go completely and have that release. Um, yeah, so that, that's kind of my story. And hopefully it, it's useful to people for anything they run into. Thank you for that. Um, it, it, excuse me. I got a frog in my throat or something. Anyway. Okay, so you didn't really have a, a court experience because you uh, essentially gave the power over to a higher self. And, and, and that, that's... See, that, that was a, a thing that I came to a few years ago, not long was that why am I trying to figure out everything at the 3D level when it's already been done and these guys know what that is, so why should I worry about things? Why should I put out <clears throat> fear of things? Everything is fine. Just rely on them and relax and sort of like, instead of trying to steer the, the boat, just, you know, sit back and enjoy the scenery and the the when you when you realize that it's like your your discussion earlier about you know you make the thought and then you put it through your heart and then you do whatever you want to add to that the violet flame or you know the the c60 whatever you add that but the concept of what you're thinking is what you're going to manifest at the heart level, which is a much pop more powerful energy field in the brain. And remember, there's two things you talk about when we talk about this stuff. It's the brain and consciousness. The brain is an amazing, an amazing instrument, biological instrument. It just is amazing. But consciousness is a series of aha moments. The things that where you get to a important something that is cosmic in nature a cosmic rule cosmic uh explanation of something when you're in that kind of thing those are the consciousness that's what consciousness is that that's what survives after your life and i could get into the the quantum reasons for that but just you know from my perspective that's what what you're doing so when you're th thinking you want this to be get to the point where your brain just does that automatically oh, okay there's a thought in my head that we want manifested i'm going to go through the hard energy field so that you're not going to remember every single thing that you do because you're going to get it so that you're doing it all the time and i think you're getting there with that or have gotten there with that mark because of your explanation of it you know it was really i mean i have to stop and think about that still uh, I think it's pretty automatic now because I kind of like <laughs> I I just go with the flow and try to keep myself in in a in a balanced, stable, joyful position so that as the vehicle for the manifesting being kind of like put out through me too. I mean I say, oh gee, I, I could I could count down, I've said it, you know. My neighbor moves and I get 
I get the desk chair, I get the uh, the stovetop uh, system, I get a new television, I get a lamp. Everything that I needed, he moves, he gives to me. I don't even have to pay shipping. They brought it to the house. So from the 3D standpoint, this works ma- magically. <laughs> you know, I looked for chairs. You know, I just couldn't find the one I wanted. This one is perfect. It's absolutely perfect. So, but I didn't get into the thing about, yeah, I went to Amazon. I went to a few other stores looking to see, is there something, what would I, what am I supposed to be looking for that's going to work for me? But I never went through the process of ordering it or doing any of that. It's all I did was say, gee, guys, I need this. And then the universe can contrive and mutate itself to a point that you get something that you absolutely needed in perfect the perfect version of what you needed and it's delivered to you and you don't have to pay any money you know i mean it's like this is where you want to go to and the only way i got to that really very fast manifestation is two things one thing was realizing it's much easier to have the higher ups dictating what happens than to worry about it okay somebody said to me once you know 99% of what we worry about doesn't come true. So why are we spending all that energy? And I think that's absolutely true. So worry creates fear. Fear creates, you know, chaos. So just give it up to your your higher self and let it, you know, kind of flow, be dictated. And um, that's what I think you did, you know, when you, you thought in terms of just, you know, I'm going to do all this stuff because that's how I learn. That's how I get so that it's automatic, so that it's, I'm always doing that. And, um, and at some point, you know, you just sit back. You don't have to think about anything. It's like, oh, I need this. Okay, and this is maybe something that I want to, you know, think about because I need this, this, and this to be associated with that. And let it go. <laughs> Your neighbor will move. They'll give it to you. Yeah, you know, it's when you get to this place of life, it, it it it's like you, Mark. You know, we talked about, you know, how you didn't want to go, and it just worked out, and you got to go to your other job. Took care of that too. Are yeah, you guys, ironed out those wrinkles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Walter, did you want to say anything regarding that? Have you ever been to jury? Have you ever even had a summons for it? Yeah, uh, yeah I had to go to uh, uh, jury duty, but it, uh, I just kept getting out of it because I kept, I kept saying uh, I, I was a field service technician and I was the only one in, in the company. It was, it, there's only three people in the company anyway. So if I took and and the company wasn't willing to pay me for my time off in jury duty, which is like what is what do they pay you two cents per day? It's it's all the time that they they can afford. So I just keep right giving them notes. I said I'm sorry, but but my boss refuses to pay for jury duty. I can't attend, and that's it. And they and they there was no argument. There was no. I I, I think I went like uh, once, told them my situation, and I never went back again. So and then the, the next time I got a call for jury duty, it was when I was uh, on right on the verge of moving to Minnesota. So I said, uh, "I'm sorry, I can't." 
I'm leaving the the state, so I'm not going to be. Uh, I'm not a resident of uh, New York State anymore. So uh, that's it. No, no questions asked. Um, <laughs> that's a good excuse. I'm not a resident of this your state anymore. <laughs> well, we have the three court systems here: federal, county, and state. And I've been on each of those in, in, in each of those courthouses multiple times. I was just such a good, good citizen. I thought it was my duty to do this, even though I didn't. I have nothing. Did you send them all to the electric chair? No, I never got on the case on the oh. on the jury because I, 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 I said, well, what, what is it about a jury? Just think about a jury, and the, you know, a jury sits there. They don't take notes. They just sit there, and listen, and and they don't twitch. And I said, you get somebody who twitches a lot, nobody's going to want them to be on the jury. So if I got a couple, few times I got to the point of, you know, you're being chosen for the jury. And um, I'd be there and I'd be twitching. I'd have my legs shaking. I'd be looking around. Nobody wanted me on their jury. <laughs> <laughs> so I never the old actually. Twitch old technique. Technique. Yeah, the old, yeah, yeah. And, and one, of, one of them that I got really close to being on the jury, what happened was that the, the, the defendant was brought into the jury, right? And I swear to God, everybody in that jury all had the same thought. Oh, this guy is, is a dirtbag. He's guilty. <laughs> I think it was for burglary or something. But it was like basically they brought him in and I think the lawyers read the jury that we all were looking like, Oh yeah, right. Sure. He's, he's innocent. Yeah. I believe that one. You believe that one? You know, and so, it's, it's, that's as far as it got, they called the, uh, they, they ran up to the judge and said something. And the next thing we know we're being ushered out. And then they come out and tell us that they, they made a settlement because I'm sure that those lawyers probably had some, you know, jury whisperer they could say oh my god there's nobody in this room that would vote for this guy <laughs> uh no but um yeah yeah we're we're we're, we're having a an interesting uh well isn't that well, what isn't lawyers that what do they spend hours to find the uh sorry no offense but uh it's the truth they find the most ignorant and the most offend the most uh easily um a dupable uh, jurors to choose, you know, people with no, no, no knowledge of anything. Uh, I mean, easily affected. Um, I mean, if, you know, don't, don't, you don't want people with high IQ. Let's put it this way. Well, that might be true, but Derek, uh, as a uh, prison correction officer, was picked to go on a. A jury, which is not you're not supposed to do that at all, oh. and you know so. I mean, just from the legal standpoint of it. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I'd say yes, except he said that that had happened to him, and I thought, oh, okay, that's interesting. But um, okay, so Mark, what else do we got here? Try to get the mute button there. Um, let me see. I think what was it launching off from what Walt was saying uh, before the last hour of um, a service to self versus service to others. Um, you know, as, as we're going into the higher frequencies, and 
this is a, an important distinction where also the lines kind of get blurred where um because see i'm going to say this so because we're coming from this personal sensorial thing and service to self or i'm sorry service to others is is one's way of service to self because it feels good so sometimes in a way like that could because what was it that whole thing of our perspective of the true reality is like one percent or less than so <clears throat> it, it's I, I like to gather um agreement or <clears throat> that's you know like you guys are a great sounding board and canaries in the coal mine going into new earth where just because i think it, it's good for quote-unquote others it's not necessarily that so um and th there's this old saying of like um every act is, is a selfish act because you know, we're coming from this limited perceived thing as opposed to the whole spectrum that that's out there. So I like that we have a sounding board here of um, what that means of service to others and, and how that is for me is like the the distinction between centralization and decentralization. And, and I mentioned this in the 5G show last week where um, you, you get, I, I know like this whole thing of the, the dialectic of like um, left versus right, good and evil kind of thing. But, and, and then my version that's more um, a universally applicable is the uh, centralization versus decentralization because it's it's all in, <clears throat> what are the tools you can get that that's universally applicable? So in that sense, like service to others just means um, here are the tools that work for me, your mileage may vary and um, if it works for you, good. If it doesn't, then then no. So Shanghai is <clears throat> is what that is. So that's why I, I had this big, crazy, intuitive hit back in when I first found it, 2019. Like there's something more to this, and it's like the tip of the iceberg feeling, and you you could almost see through the water of how you know as far as you could see, like it's a pretty deep iceberg, and so that keeps happening more and more, and. Nancy was saying something when we talked uh, the other day of um, what was it with with uh, I guess Derek should expand on that of how his his um, uh, antenna or field is changing even around Shungite and the interaction around. So obviously we got to hear that in the last hour, and and we can have him expand more on this next week. But um, it, it also does connect to Shungite changing um, as we're moving. You know further into this this consciousness expanding right um or, or maybe you guys have personal examples of that well you, well, you it, it's the quantum entanglement with the shungite field shungite is one of those uh, very unique minerals that is only found in shunga russia you know it, 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 it you can't find you you can't find shungite any place else because it was a meteorite it's a special concoction that came through the interstellar space and as it did it just started absorbing a huge number of C60s which NASA believes is the most prevalent molecule in interstellar space so you have an incredible quantum entanglement because as, <clears throat> as this meteorite was going through the cosmic base it was changing all the time and picking up more and more energies from every place it been that's what happens is that we absorb energies we get it's like etchings 
on your field. Oh, and there, then there's this energy field here that they went through, and it's the same thing with a, like a mineral, like a meteorite going through the through the interstellar space. So <clears throat> when it hit in Russia, there was a, a quantum entanglement. So every piece of shungite that somebody piece picks up and starts working with, starts interacting with, actually is frequencies that are added to the mother load in Russia and then goes out to every other piece of shungite. So the more people that work with shungite, that's where you're really seeing the changes. And then it got to a point where there were it needed an upgrade of energy because of the the changes that were going through as we traveled through the cosmic, you know, reality, the 3D reality. So that upgrade came in the form of a plasma ball that happened in on February 21st, 2020. So at that moment, there was a very big jump that was inspired by a cosmic interaction with the Shungite field. But the field is always changing because there's always more and more experiences that people have with it, and there's more and more people having it. So it's a non-ending cycle of change associated with Shungite. All good because it won't work with negative. And, and one thing, I don't know if they've taken this into account, but you understand the, uh, the belief and understanding that the galaxy is a living being. It's not a, a lump of something that, it, no, no, it isn't. The galaxy is, itself is a living being. It has consciousness, it has awareness. So, is it so um, impossible to believe that fullerenes are the equivalent to the red blood cells in the body of the galaxy? Look at the uh, anatomy of red blood cells and what they do. They're carriers for, for oxygen and other, and other substances. Well, when you look at the fullerenes, fullerenes behave as containers. They are pure energy because in, on a 60, on a C60, you have um, 60 valence points uh, with and the because it's like a sphere, it's like a container. So it carries not not only energies but also information. So how do we know that fullerenes are not like the, the red red blood cells of the galaxy that's why it's so so alive and so active it's it's not a not not a dead mineral it uh, it doesn't it it's it changes so much well the very same thing we've been talking from the very beginning we've been talking about how conscious and aware shanghai is how it responds to thought how it responds to intentions then doesn't it make sense that it's behaving like the <laughs> Like the red blood of the uh, of the of the galactic body, part of the of the life of the uh, of the of the body of the galaxy. I don't know. Just I won't. I, 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 will, I won't dispute you. Okay. My 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 feeling is is that the uh, the universe is a C sixty molecule and we're living inside of it. Yeah. And and yes, it's it's a huge molecule. It's the same size as a water molecule, and that it is a container, and they have actually gone and tried to use it for for like uh, putting oil inside the C60 as a lubricant. 
because it'll hold even liquid apparently. So, <laughs> you know, the, the, we're talking minuscule nano type stuff here. But um, yeah, the the I you know every once in a while I think about you know something like that wall, but again it doesn't so much. I don't think in terms of like it's a it's a, a cell uh, you know 3D cell. I think in terms of the energy, and just the construction of the geometry of the C60. But remember. Even though Chungite has more C60 molecules in it than any place else in the Earth, it's not naturally manufactured on the Earth. If it's not that many, so there's something else about the Chungite, the composition of what we would call the uh, call it the matrix, actually, um, the of the other minerals and the other. Uh, energies that are inside of it and that comes from its own experience the the meteorite that came in that that ball it picked up all of the the energies of the cosmos i mean even if it was man there is certain areas certain mines that you get some c60s in something that is very similar to in composition to the shungite but the shungite in and of itself is very very unique in that it's this this massive and it is massive it's like a thousand kilometers or 800 miles square of impact but it happened when in the the world was molten so it didn't make a big boom and hit and have a crater there it smacked down on kind of liquidy stuff and just sort of floated there. So now everything's hardened and the Shungite is at the, on the top of this area. And they just go in with bulldozers and scoop it up. Um, but it's the only place in the world that you see that. But like I say, it's got all sorts of other knowledge associated with it. Because it's just like he's alluding to. Minerals... They, they they all they they they're they're living energy beings, and they're in three D forms that may or may not have the attributes of mo mobility. Or I can't say sight because sight can be on so many levels, or hearing or any of the other things. The only thing I can determine is that maybe it doesn't have mobility. But beyond that, how can you make a determination? You're not in that reality. The reality of a rock. Now, one of the reasons that people have gotten so that they really begin to understand this is that in the old days when your imagination was, you know, could do anything, you could feel yourself inside a rock. You say, oh, look at this beautiful rock, and you could be inside that rock looking out. There's, there's no limit to you know imagination and if you can imagine it it will happen if you can't imagine it ain't gonna happen you have to have thought to have any kind of manifestation so um yeah it's an it's a well we have our other instances of uh consciousness being placed in other containers for example when you have uh the dolmens of the bedrooms where you had the, the consciousness of, of old elders 
living in the rock. So the people would go and consult with them because people were disconnected by the veil of forgetting. Uh, you have this the other situation where the uh, you have the crystal skulls where you had one, two, or three uh, souls con in the, contained in the crystal skulls. They're not hurt because for the soul, there's no concept of time. So one second are, is equal to one million years. It doesn't matter. This is the same. So we have uh, many cases of non-human uh, consciousness containers, I guess, I way you would say. You don't have to be human in order to have that, to be uh, alive and awake and uh, an experiencing thing human is just a container there's other way <laughs> there are other ways and especially well uh and i read this in a book there's that many in many places on earth you know that there's very these very huge crystals quartz crystals uh like quartz points that are like six feet long very large specimens and in in this in this book, what I was reading, it was saying that uh, a lot of these crystals were actually uh, uh, magicians and wizards from old uh, Atlantis. They had uh, transmuted their bodies, so they were existed in crystalline form. So uh, a, a, a water, a physical, organic body is not a limit to conscious existence. That, that's, an, that's an interesting thing you just brought up because years ago I was, uh, was studying Atlantis and again and one of the things that was brought out was that at the time of Atlantis there were five master crystals big huge master crystals and that they were take okay uh, the, the 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 continent of uh, what is known as uh, Atlantis was actually a continent, but it broke up into five islands. This is my understanding from a lot of research and intuitive interpretation and remote viewing. And so you have one. The big one is Poseidon, and that is the one that is right off the coast of Florida. Bimini is the highest mountain on that particular landmass before it sunk. Okay, so you got uh, Poseidon, but you've got the other islands. And apparently the kingship of the, each of these islands were all family, it was like family owned. But I didn't get really too much into that because it didn't seem to matter. But the thing of it was, was that there was a separation and then a, a real problem between a priest's the priests of Atlantis and the secular operators of Atlantis, and that's the the but the, the priests were seeing the loss of soul, loss of spirituality, this sort of thing, and were trying to convince the establishment that you know don't fuck this up. This is you know blah blah blah. And yet the establishment just blew them off and were doing a lot of really bad things, including uh, creating creatures because they got into DNA and cells and, you know, cloning and all that kind of crap. I mean, it was really getting to the point of demonic. And at that point, the, uh, the priests 
did a number of things. First off, they took they figured, okay, they're going to lose this this battle, so they took a lot of the information regarding the history, the culture, everything that was known on the Atlantean uh, nations, and put them in in different places. One in the um, under the Sphinx, and another one in um, between Spain and uh, France in the uh, Pyrenean, oh, what is it? The Pyrenees. Pyrenees, thank you, thank you, Pyrenees Mountains. So, but the other thing they did was they took those five master crystals and they moved them also. And I understand that at least three of them, I, I'm only remembering three, are in Arkansas. Now, Arkansas has the second largest quartz uh, collection of quartz that's known, Brazil being the number one. But the quality, uh, the clarity, the kind of mystical co construction of the ones in Arkansas, the crystals in Arkansas, make it the, the place where you find the finest crystals, at least known when I was working with this. They might have found someplace else, but this was, you know, and supposedly at least three of those master crystals are deep inside the, the crystal uh, field in Arkansas. So the fact that you you know mentioned the the crystal the them put that that's fascinating. Well, I know the 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 what do you call it the blue crystal of wisdom is in Arkansas and I did a when I would do the shamanic journey journeys I I did one because I was curious to see and I was shocked because this thing was nothing less than the size of the Empire State Building and I and I and the first thought. I was going through, how do they get this underground? They have to have special technology because this is the size of this is beyond scope. Just one crystal, the size of the Empire State Building is like, I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Beam me up, Scotty. They knew how to teleport. No, seriously, that was part of it. They knew how to teleport. I believe, I believe you. I believe you. Yeah. So, um, what was the? Why did you get talking about the Chris? Oh, we were talking Shanghai. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, watching uh, a little bit of uh, Ancient Aliens, and I've actually seen the entire episode. It was just on replaying, and one of the things that stopped me, and I started listening, was. The various stone statues in Egypt, in you know South America, all over the world, these stone statues, and they were discussing the fact that the material being used to build these statues uh, were stones that had a high qu quality, a quantity of quartz in them, and they were surmising that. Perhaps these, because I like the Egyptians, the Egyptians seem to believe that these stone sculptures of different pharaohs and humans really were conduits to higher knowledge and higher forces. So perhaps the ETs that came down and started, you know, doing things all over the place, that that's their communication devices. 
And in proof that this could be possible, they went into a whole discussion about the new uh, media. Instead of using floppy disks or any of this other stuff, they're going to be using crystals. Now, when I got out of the military, remember I was an electronic warfare officer, and I had a lot of contacts, some of them in groups that, you know, I can't even mention even now because they were so secret. And one of those super secret groups, actually, one of the guys there, one of the engineers, we, we were, we, we spent a, quite a bit of time discussing, you know, higher science, basically, because he was one of the few people that understood, well, there, everybody did, but I, he, he was able to explain it to me, let me put it to you that way. And uh, he said, he said to me, after I'd gotten out of the military, he said to me that, um, the next medium would be crystals. The computers would be based on crystals. And that comes from, let's see, that would have been 75, 76 time frame. So they've got the ability now to take a, a square and it's not, it's, it's kind of laser etching. Think of it that way, but it's at the nanoparticle uh, size. And they can put in Okay, if they had 800 of these little inch square crystal things, flat, they're like flat, um, 800 of them would, would have all of the information in the British library. All of it. I mean, it's just an amazing amount of, uh, what do they say, 30 tetra, what is it, Walt? The terabytes. Terabytes. You know, 30 terabytes in one of these little square things. They have it. They're using it. And they're immune to EMP. They're, they're immune so they're, to everything. Mm -hmm. They'll, they, they're intended to last forever. So the fact that some of these stones may have crystal kind of things in it is... Uh, you know, maybe why some of the, well, quartz, I mean, quartz runs all the electronics because it's got piezoelectric, but all, they all do to some point or another because they all, mostly everything's got quartz. Uh, silicon dioxide, which is quartz, is the number one mineral on the face of the earth. And I mean, it's like 76% of the earth is, is silicon dioxide. And where does the gold come from? There you have the it. What? Where does the gold come from? There you have it. Silicon from, dioxide. From the quartz, exactly. Yeah. Wherever you're looking, whenever you're looking for gold, look for quartz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did a show last week, was it, on the rutilated and, and, and yeah. the kind? Yeah, so. We mentioned uh, the, the books of this gentleman, uh, Godfrey Raid King, because in, in one of the books he describes it. The, the process, how he goes, how the uh, the quartz in the mountain transmutes into gold. That's why you, the two hand in hand, when, wherever you find one, you're going to find traces of the other. Yeah. So, Mark, what else we got here? <laughs> you're telling that story of, uh, probably it was Lemuria or Atlantis, but there was an old school um, Shanghai show you did where you were... Um, just playing around with the Shungat Merkaba, and then you had a, uh, maybe it was a remote view or something like that, of of the time back then of like this huge crystal up 
kind of uh, in the pedestal. You know, you know the story. I don't know if you can share it real quick. Um, yeah, yeah, I know the story. Um, well, we got time, and why not? I'll just tell the story. Okay, so this time frame is, um, yeah, this would have been seventy one, and I had a, an out of body experience, like. Poof, you know, and I saw I was in a, I was in a looking out out a through a, I was in a room and it was all stone and it had pillars like Greek pillar type things, but it was a balcony and beyond the balcony was a beach, and I'm staring out there and I see this uh, like 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 an earthquake like the sea was parting, and before I knew it I was thrown out of the remote. Uh, because I suppose in that particular body I might have died. So now I'm like, what in the heck, you know, okay, so this seems to be at the time that the the planet, the uh, Atlantis, Poseidon, I was in Poseidon, that it sunk. So what was this? What caused this earthquake thing? Because you ask questions, you start getting answers. You just got to be patient and let the answers come to you. So I'm not going to explain all the things that went into understanding this, but basically, in Peru, they had a, a master crystal. All I knew was that it was a master crystal. And from that, it was like an antenna system, and from that master crystal, they were able to send out beams that would essentially power ships, planes. I mean, they had all this stuff. That everything was being powered by this master crystal that was just beaming out electromagnetic energy to be harnessed by whatever Atlantean device they had at the time. And this was, again, goes back to the, to the uh, priests that were basically magicians. And whatever was, I don't even want to get into what was happening, why, why, why this was done. But there was a, let's say, a sabotage on the crystal. And in my understanding at that particular time was that the crystal was destroyed. And in destroying it, the energies that were associated with Earth through the crystal and everything just erupted. And, you know, there was devastation all over the world, including in, in, in the Atlantic Basin and the Atlantean Islands. So years later, like, I don't know, maybe six, seven years ago. Um, all of this, so I, I was playing with a Merkaba, and it, it a Merkaba is that, you know, the double triangle that sort of slides into itself, and you know, you see it all the time. And it, it happened to be a Shungite one, and then it was uh, a two-incher. So I'm, I've got it, and I'm playing with it, and I'm rotating it, and all of a sudden, I just started getting. Uh oh, where are we going? I'm getting. I started getting pictures, like visual pictures, in my head. And it turns out that uh, I don't know that they were. I, I think there were other civilizations underground, but the priests went underground. The Atlantean priests, um, as everything was, you know, disintegrating around them. But. Instead of destroying the crystal, they, they essentially destroyed the mechanism that powered, not powered the crystal, but 
directed the crystal, the, the, the sub-stuff of the crystal. That was what was destroyed. The crystal itself, they managed to take the underground with them. And they were able to engage that crystal that had run the Atlantean world inside the Earth. I mean, one of the key things to the Earth is that people talk about, you know, an interior sun. What are you talking about? Well, this is what they're talking about. But it wasn't an interior sun because of the situation in 3D at the in the Earth. It was a 3D crystal that had been brought from the top of the Earth into, and this was, you know, this was ET technology even at that time, um, and brought it into the inner Earth. And so the crystal would spin, okay, and it would put out all this energy that, you know, they made into light energy and everything else. Well, I'm not sure that that this was true, but it was what was presented to me at the time because they might have just wanted to give me a story. But my understanding, as, I'm, as I keep rotating, and, I, and I'm, I'm being compelled to keep rotating this Merkaba in my hand, and what they said was that the sun is lost its rotation. The inner earth sun has lost its rotation. And that your mind working with that Merkaba can create an environment where we can get the, the inner sun rotating correctly again. And they stepped me through a whole process of I had to get a, a, a plastic container and I had to fill it with shungite silver powder. Um, and they, I mean, I had to put virtually everything I had in it. They wanted it, you know, about, well, it's about two, two inches deep. And, you know, they wanted the Merkaba to be sitting inside of this thing. And so I had to, had to put it in there. And then I had to visually see the Merkaba spinning. Now I'm not touching it. It's not spinning, but I have to envision it spinning and, Lo and behold, supposedly the inner sun started rotating correctly again. Now, I don't know that that was a real story, because like I say, they may have wanted to give me a storyline about what I had asked for. What the hell happened that took Atlantis down? And so they show me this whole thing, and, and obviously the thing was made of Shungite. It was not a crystal as we think of it as. It was Shungite. And it wasn't in the shape of a Merkaba. It was in the shape of a C60. <laughs> and that was it, their key to the universe to run all their electronics. Everything that worked, worked because of that. And um, that that's part of, like I say, you got to pay attention to details, even when you're getting stories that you don't know what, the, I don't know what the story is. Yes, I write fiction. But, you know, at the same time, the, the way that this is, I, I know what, what it's like, feels like to write fiction. This is not the same feeling. You're getting messages, you're getting visual pictures of things. You're almost remote viewing. In fact, you probably are sort of remote viewing, but you're remote viewing a story. Not necessarily what really happened. I don't know what really happened. I know that this is a story of what happened. And it makes a connection to the the connection. It, it, it reinforces the connection that I have with the inner earth world and the Atlantean world. It's like it's, it's all this big story. 
It's this huge, humongous story that goes back for eons. It's just that some of us can see it. You know, where was I in Atlantis? What was my soul experiencing at least one lifetime, the, con the one that connects to me? You know, what was I doing at that time? I was one of the bad guys. <laughs> you know, fighting the, fighting the priests, killing them. I was one of the bad guys. And then I found out that I was wrong. <laughs> and so, oh, reset. You know, what did you learn from that lifetime? Well, I should have listened to the priest, <laughs> basically, you know. So there's story after story. And Casey said that. He said, the people of Atlantis are rebirthing now, being reborn now, to right the wrongs that they did then. Edgar Casey. Great, great man. Was that the story you wanted me to tell, Mark? <laughs> yeah, thank you, Nancy. That's it. So they're thank going you. to clear the mistake then by the cell phone network? No, that's part of the bad stuff. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, let's put it this way. It's part of the bad stuff. But again, the internet was part of the bad stuff. And what did it do? It blew up in their faces because the people that were awake all of a sudden could talk to each other and then other people started listening to them. So it's severely damaged their ability to mind control. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Everything blows up in their faces. Nancy, what's coming up for uh, Radio 5G tomorrow? Um... Okay, uh, the, the first hour is going to be with the um, Children's Defense Fund TV. And it deals with four people, two of them lawyers, one of them an MD and the other one a, a podcast producer. And they're talking about digital enslavement. And it was one of the the better presentations of the concept of how they're going to control everything. And it goes down from uh, primarily face recognition. And one, once they get the face recognition, it's kind of like all over. Um, but everything that we talked about on 5G concerning the, their attempt to control mind control, uh, control your bank accounts, control, 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 control. So it's presented in a way that is giving you the facts so that you can see it laid out but they also are talking about things that they're attempting to do and um, the second hour is going to be dark journalist and this one is really kind of like out there because what he's presenting is an overview of uh, disclosure in the UF uh, category calls it the UFO files and disclosure and how there seems to be a effort to make a disclosure regarding the ETs UFO things but it's being done by the dark side to promote fear because he believes that and a lot of people are talking about it that they're going to have a false flag thing with the uh, ET invasion so that's in the second hour, and thank you for asking. And we're at the end of this show. Do you guys want to say good night? Or good day? 
<laughs> yeah, thanks everybody. Um, fun show, and see you at the next one. And Walter, you're going to be on uh, with me tonight. Okay. Thank you awesome. for having me on the show. It's been really fun. We'll see you guys <laughs> later. It has been a different show, I'll have to say that. Okay, be safe everybody out there. Well, we will see you in a couple of hours on Cosmic Reality. Be safe. You have been listening to the Shungite Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.